host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices, which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took, which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome to Fearless Happiness. 19.7 million American adults have battled a substance use disorder. 38% of adults have battled an illicit drug use disorder. But no matter what the struggle, no matter the challenge, you can overcome anything and become successful. Max and his guests share experience, strength, hope, and faith. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist. Welcome to Fearless Happiness Podcast. I have one of my favorite people of all time, even though we've just known each other over a year. This is our fitness ninja, Mark Zalmanoff. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Max. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, the internet's such a wonderful thing when you use it the right way. And, you know, you and I got connected through Facebook. I mean, that's literally, you know, we've met once in person. We've had a lot of conversation, though, in the DMs and in comments and chats and stuff. And I love it because, like I said, when you use it for the right reasons, it connects people. And, you know, to have somebody like you that I get to connect with and we get to get on here and just kind of jam out and, and add some value to people's lives. I love it. And, you know, my you ask, who am I? You know, my my purpose in life is to add value to every person that I encounter. I talk about it all the time. We talk about how there's people in your life for a reason, there's people in your life for a season, but my goal is to spread joy. And whether it's, you know, my wife who's in my life forever, my kids who are in my life forever, clients that I've had for years, or the cashier at the grocery store who I'll see for a minute and I'll never see him again. I want people to leave my presence a little bit better than when they entered my presence. And that's what I do. And so the mission behind what I do to help people make good choices, to help make America fit again, to show the importance of health and fitness in somebody's life, and to show the importance of the mindset behind being a fit and healthy person, you know, that's been my career mission for a really long time. So what do I do? Well, I own a gym in Frisco, Texas. I train people in there. I train some really, as you would say, elite people, you know, people that are really successful in, in every realm you could possibly think of in life, in, in business, in their relationships. We're really blessed to have, you know, our apex network around us all the time and just have valuable people in our lives. I also do online coaching. So people that are geographically undesirable can also work with me. Again, the miracles of modern technology, they're great. Last year, when COVID hit, a buddy of mine, Jonathan Loudermilk, and I realized there was a hole in our industry, and there were a lot of coaches that just didn't know what to do. So we formed a company that we coach other fitness professionals on how to grow their business, and mostly online, you know, how to craft their offerings and how to use social media to grow their business and how to be that attractive character. And then earlier this year, I was blessed with the opportunity to be a coach for our Apex Network. So now I get to coach other business owners, not just in the fitness realm, 
but in all areas. And it's interesting when you, when you coach a lot of people over time, you end up learning just as much as you're giving. And that's, that's the, the part of the coaching aspect that I've always loved because everyone can bring value if they're willing fun to talk to different people, different backgrounds, you know, people that have been in business forever and people that just started their business. And, and it's all people, you know, at the end of the day, we're all people just trying to live our best lives. And, and if I can do things to help facilitate that for somebody, then I feel like I'm truly fulfilling my mission in this world. You know, I think that's why when, you know, our fellow brother in, in arms, as they call it, right, Chris Whitehead, when he said, hey, you need to join Apex, I have been watching a little bit, you know, Ryan and, and all of you guys. And like, this is what I don't understand, right? So there's a lot of people, a lot of friends I know that don't have the same network we do, right? So they're like, I got to get off Facebook. I can't stand the drama. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't yep. have any negative feeds in, you know, or anything in my feeds because all of us keep it positive, right? All of us help each other. And why I think I connected so well, it's it's parallel to my recovery because you know I'm a recovering alcoholic and an addict, right? So like the same principles that I live by in that realm, it's kind of like what we live by in our apex group, right? It's just one person helping another no matter what and not expecting anything in return. And it's great to see because I think... I want to say since this year started, I have connected with more and more Apex members, especially executives who have reached out to me and said, hey, man, I keep doing what you're doing, right? Which proves to me that if I do the work, like you guys have all taught me, like Ryan teaches in our group, that good things will happen, right? And even through the tough times that we just talked about before we came online, I can't let that stop me from doing the work I need to do because I know the reward is just on the other side, right? The whole beauty, like you said, is like, I could reach out to you, Mark. Hey, Mark, I just need to chat. You'd be like, okay, give me a few minutes or whoever. And that's what I love about our Apex group is that people, like if you say one question, you'll get at least 20 or 30 people that will go, <laughs> hey, I'm here for you. You know what I mean? And where else do you find that, right? You can't do that on your own, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah. but um, like, I remember when I first met you, you know, cause I, uh, cause of Jonathan and stuff, like I've known Jonathan for almost 10 years and, uh, when he found out I joined, he's like, yeah, you got to connect with, you got to connect with Mark, right? And I'm like, all right. And then you help me out, you know? And um, it's been, uh, you know, like I said, I don't mean uphill, like in a struggle ever since. Like, I mean, it's, it's getting better every day. You know what I mean? Like in the people, just the quality of the people we get to talk to, you know, but that makes sense. Like you said, like, like now I'm interviewing the coaches that are coaches to executive, you know? So like part of me sometimes wants to get on Facebook and go, ha ha ha, look what I'm doing, you guys. You know what I mean? Ryan's right. Do the work and good things will happen. You know what I mean? But it's not really about that. It's just the connection that I get to make with each and every one of you that, you know, either puts their hand out and says, hey, what are you struggling with, Max? I can help you or keep going, right? You know, it was great to meet you finally in person. It was like, you know, like we had known each other, like we said, when we hugged each other, like, yeah, it's, I feel like I've known you for my whole life, right? Because that's how cool this this program is, that, or this network that we belong to, um, is you guys made me feel welcome. And, you know, the cool thing was a lot of the people that hugged me go, yeah, you're the get to guy, because I was posting a lot of this stuff when I was doing 75 hard, like, oh, I get to go out here and walk in this hail, like one day I got to walk in the hail and I get to do this walk. Oh yeah. I get to drink my gallon of water. And um, trust me, everybody, Mark knows he's probably done this 
more than we can count. But like he just did the Murph thing for Memorial Day, the the one that celebrates the special ops, uh, the guy, what's his name? Michael Murphy from the SEAL teams, you know, and that's a no joke workout. That's a no joke mile run. What's it? 200 pull-ups, 200 sit-ups or push-ups? It's a uh, hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. And then another oh, that's mile, right. run, another mile another... run on the back end. Wow. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of jealous that you guys all got to do that. I'm like, man, I want to get up there and do it. So, but now, you know, the beauty of having your help and, and eating right and learning some things from you, like this back surgery that I just had is going very well because I did listen to guys like you. So like everybody, if you have any fitness advice that you need, Mark is one of the guys that I will always send you to because he will shoot you straight. And from what I see on my, his posts and other people's posts, if you think he's going to be easy on you, if you work out with him, <laughs> that is not the case. So, you know, because he wants you to be elite and he wants to help you. Right. And it's cool that I listen to him because I put myself in the right mindset physically and mentally and you know, here I am three weeks later and I'm walking, you know, I walked the day I had a surgery, you know, and that has a lot to do with you, Mark, and a lot of the stuff you, you gave me advice on and, and, you know, what to eat and to make sure my body was healthy. I listen to you guys more than, you know, like when you guys are posting stuff, man, I'm taking notes. So I, all of you, all of our Apex members, you know, I haven't seen anyone that hasn't brought value yet. So I do appreciate you for bringing the value that you bring because you're, you always come with the value first and expect nothing in return. So, you know, that's one of the things I like about you most because you're always bringing it. And, um, you know, I know how it is to be a dad, you know, you got to lead by example, right? As a husband, you got to lead by example in all areas. We don't get to pick and choose when we're that like, and me, I'm a grandfather too. So especially the standards get really high. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like my wife's like, you better lead by example. But I like to dive into, right, right, because we talked about the good stuff. So like when you got started, what were some of the toughest challenges that you had to go through to get where you are today, right? Because some people may see Mark and go, wow, man, that guy's got to go. He's got his own gym, man. He's helping elite people. Share with the audience, like some of the struggles that stick out in your mind that helped you get to where you are today funny you say that. So I, I don't know if you saw, I posted the other day on Facebook. I said, you know, it seems like I have my shit together. And, and most of the time I yeah, do, I but, <laughs> but, but if you see me coughing, it's probably because I choked on my own saliva. So I got that going for me. <laughs> um, so I originally, I, I went to college at UNT, University of North Texas, and I started off with the intention of being a chiropractor. Like I wasn't one of those kids that, that had this clear path and vision of what I wanted to be. I looked at the job. I went, oh, that looks pretty cool. Seems like you can make a lot of money. I'll go do that. I got to organic chemistry in college and it just totally kicked my ass. Like I had no clue what was going on. I went for tutoring. I had nothing. And then I discovered that chiropractic college actually had more organic chemistry than any other science. I was like, oh, well, I don't understand this. So now I got to go do something else. So I pivoted and got a degree in kinesiology. Again, there's not much you can do with that. You either go be a coach, you go back to school for like physical therapy, or you can go be a personal trainer. So I started training at Bally Total Fitness. And if you're, if you know what Bally Total Fitness is, then you're old. (laughs) Thanks, Mark. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, I was there. So (laughs) that is what it is. (laughs) Right. But, you know, we talk about all the time when you own a business or run a business or get into a field, everything is sales. But most of us don't know that when we start. So, you know, I I got all this knowledge. I'm like, I'm going to go help people and get them in shape. And then the first thing is like, oh, you got to learn how to sell. Like, what? I got to learn how to sell. Like, I just want to help people. Well, yeah. 
you got to learn how to sell those people if you want to help those people. And, you know, I think the realization of that early on in my career was like a big kind of punch in the face of like, oh, there's this whole other skill set now that I have to learn. So, you know, you, you navigate those waters and you, and you start to figure out, okay, well, it's more than just showing up at a gym and giving people exercise. And now I've been coaching for 19 years in the gym. And over time, again, you start to learn that it's a lot of human psychology. It's a lot of behavior change. It, it's almost, you know, the actual exercise and nutrition is almost secondary to helping people get their mind right in right. order to actually change for the long term. You know, why do people lose 100 pounds and gain 100 pounds, lose 100 pounds and gain 100 pounds? Well, it's because they never get their head straight, you know whatever the demons are that are causing that behavior, they never change those. And they can change temporarily when they have the guidance and the motivation and the encouragement. And as soon as that goes away, they revert right back to those old habits. So I think that's, a, that was a, you know, that's a big challenge. And it's an ongoing one in our industry of, of literally getting people to change their mind. And then, so I, I left the big box gyms about, it's been 16 years now and I've been on my own. And there's all these lessons of business and partnerships. You know, I had a gym with another guy that just didn't pan out. It was the wrong fit. I should have never went into business with him in the first place. And, you know, we talk about our group, our Apex family, just our family of choice. And I didn't have that back then. I didn't have good counsel around me. I didn't have people going, hey, maybe you should vet this out a little bit more. Maybe you should think about this a little bit more. You know, have you thought about these things? I didn't have any of those people in my life. So I made a ton of mistakes along the way that, you know, eventually I left the gym that I was, that I co-owned. I just literally left and I wasn't making hardly anything. You know, I was wondering how I was going to pay rent the next month and, and thank the Lord I was always provided for. But there was a lot of years of just really struggling because I didn't have the right people around me. I didn't have the wrong people. I just didn't have any people. When I finally realized that, oh, wait a minute, number one, there's people out there that can help you. Duh. Like I'm a coach. I know <laughs> I yeah. help people with health and fitness. Surely <laughs> there's somebody that can help me with my problems. Right. Right. And once I kind of realized that and was able to start investing in some outside help and outside perspective, it really shifted everything that I did. And, and you know, it's been quite a few years now that that's been going on. And in over the years, just the value that I continue to find in getting other sets of eyes on your business, being around people that are really pushing for the most elite version of themselves and holding themselves to a higher standard, operating with integrity, operating with compassion and empathy, having a work ethic, showing up whether they wanted to or not. Right. I mean, when you're around so many people like that, it's kind of hard not to be one of those people. You know, either you just don't and you fade off into oblivion or you rise up to the occasion because you look around and you you start to understand, and I think some of this comes with age, you start to understand that we're so similar. Like we're all just people, right? And we're all just trying to live the best life that we can live. And it's easy when you're, when you're young or when you're removed from things to look at people and go, oh, it must be nice. You know, the guy's got the money and he's got the cars and they got the things and all this, but you don't understand that, you know, the majority of people, you know, we see celebrities and I, and I, I think a lot of times some of those people don't necessarily count, but you know, we see these people that we deem successful is because they work their ass off to get there. Yeah. Right. You know, even professional athletes, even somebody like Jordan or LeBron James or Kobe or Peyton Manning or whoever, like they have a gift that they were obviously born with, but they could have squandered it away. Like I'm sure thousands of other people. 
You know, for every one that gets drafted in the NFL, there's a hundred more that never make it. Why is that? I, you know, is it talent? Is it skill? Is it genetics? At some point, you have to do the work. So right. when you start to understand that you and I put our shoes on and socks on one foot at a time, just like everyone else. I don't know if you heard, there was a, a podcast with Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle a couple of weeks ago. And Dave said, there's nothing more, I forget the word he used. It wasn't demoralizing, but it's like, there's nothing more uh, humanizing than taking that first shit in the morning. Like you're <laughs> right. just like everyone, Everybody, else, right? right? Everyone's sitting on the toilet with their butt exposed at some point in the day. You know, the point was, look, you know, he knows his status. He knows how much money he has, but he's like, look, I'm human just like everyone else. And so, you know, the struggles that we face, you're never going to get away from them. We're always mm -hmm. going to have something. Right. Different levels, different devils. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's a health thing. Maybe it's a surgery like you. You know, maybe it's a, a death in the family. Like, you know, we, we had a, a friend of ours pass away recently. Like, we all know that's the ultimate end for all of us. So yeah. it's coming. What do you do with that? You know, I talk about dying probably more than most people care to, to hear. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, that's all right. If bro. you're around me, you're gonna, you're, you know, you're going to hear it. None of us get out of this thing alive. So you can utilize that knowledge to make the most of your days or you can utilize it to live in fear. Right. And it's your choice. You know, Absolutely. you get to wake up every day and go, am I going to strive for the best? Am I going to leave today a little bit better than I was yesterday? Am I going to lay my head down at night and think, you know what? That was a good day. I put some smile on some people's faces. You know, I served some people. I helped some people and expected nothing in return. So all those things, you know, those are the things that run through my head. So regardless of the fear and regardless of the struggle, I'm just, I'm so grateful to wake up again and get another chance at it. I can totally relate. And, and you know, part of my story, right? I talk about it too, sometimes death a lot because it's just happened in my life. Uh, so before like joining Apex, like this past five years, like, um, you know, I lost my sister. Eight months later, my brother would take his life. Six months to the day, my mom would pass away. As recently as 2019, I lost my granddaughter and then almost lost my son to a stroke at 30 years old, right? So yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like, you know, I even had people and I hate to say it, I'm not going to say who did it, but like people in my recovery circle, not Apex, but in my recovery circle, hey, Max, you got every reason to go get loaded. And I thought about it for a second and I said, uh, no, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, because what good am I going to do for my family if I'm not here? Because now they got to worry about where Max is. Because like, I'll tell you, if that would have happened, I disappear. It's like, poof, Max left the face of the planet. <laughs> right. And but what it did is actually drove me to continue this path and to continue, like we say in our group, to be the best and most elite version of myself. At the time when it all started, did I know how that was going to happen? Absolutely not. But the first thing that was is like, I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other, you know, and look where it's led me now. Like I'm, I'm doing a podcast with one of my favorite people on this planet, you know, talking about fitness and doing the right thing, having integrity. Right. You know, because this year in September, I'll celebrate 18 years of, of sobriety. And, and the way I look at it is, right, it's like you don't get there by not having integrity, by being a liar, right? That stuff does like I'd be on this podcast nodding out on you or something or, or running around <laughs> like a chicken with my head cut off because I'd be doing my drug of choice, right? This journey has been, you know, definitely like you said, there's ups and downs. There's times you're on that top of the mountain 
like yesterday when I posted that thing, like my post yesterday on my page, right? Like uh, the hill at top is by the road, right? So like standing there and seeing that beautiful sunset, it was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Love it. Like some people didn't even think because my battery probably thought I'd be on my back still three weeks later. Heck no. It just proves to me that if you do work hard, like all these people we follow, like the Andy Frisellas of the world, the Ed Milets, the Ryan Stumans, the ones that have put in the work and, and show you by their actions, right? What it comes down to is doing the right thing. And I think too, it's, it's doing. You know, we, we, we so often get caught up in, you know, way down the road instead of what do I need to do right now? And I I see it all the time in the fitness realm of, you know, you get somebody that maybe they need to lose a hundred pounds and they're so focused on the hundred pounds instead of focus on the next pound. Right. You know, we just got to move a step forward. We don't need the solution. We don't need the the whole answer in the beginning. We just got to take one step forward. You know, Thomas, Thomas Keenan says small steps forward daily. Right. 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 Because that's the journey that will always be the journey. You, you can't, you're not going to lose a hundred pounds in a week. You know, you didn't gain it in a week. I can tell you that, but you know, you, you can, you can lose one pound in a week. You can lose two pounds in a week. And then next week you can do the same. And next week you can do the same, you know, with sobriety. You know, I've, I've never been down that road of, of being an addict, but you know, I hear it all the time. It's just one day at a time today, you make the choice again. And tomorrow you make the choice again. Yep. When you got dry 18 years ago, you didn't think I'm going to be sober for 18 years. No, you just said, I just need to be sober today. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, yeah. Today. If, you, if you would have told me I would have be on my own podcast interviewing one of the people I think is elite, you know, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart because you're just a good person. I would have said, you're whatever you're smoking, you need to share with me because you're tripping, <laughs> homeboy. Like, you know what I mean? But like you said, you're right. But sometimes like even with the fitness realm, right? Sometimes it's that one exercise first. Don't worry about what's coming next, right? It's like they say, right? If your why is big enough, the how will show up, right? Absolutely. So we don't focus on the how. We just focus on, okay, I'm going to do that one push-up Mark told me to do. If I do it, shit, yeah. Now we'll go do number two, right? And it's like that in life, right? Like I got caught up so like a few weeks ago. And then when Lonnie passed away, it was like all of a sudden, it was like my brain was focusing on things I couldn't control. And then I had to be reminded, focus on what you're doing today, right? Like get back into it. And like, I am proud to say that I'm sitting here with you three weeks after my surgery. And after this podcast, I'll probably out and go out and do a walk. You know what I mean? And it's because I got guys like you helping me out every day. And, you know, the men and women of Apex are just amazing people. So I hope you're listening to Mark, you know, audience, because he's got a lot of value to offer you. And he's right. It's like, let's not focus on the big picture so much, but focus what's right in front of you. Then the big picture, I believe, always happens because you're working towards that goal. And we all have our struggles. You know, like you said, it doesn't matter what the demon is. It could be food. It could be sex. It could be drugs. It could be whatever. As long as you're honest with yourself. Like I always say, you know, like when I work with clients that are getting sober, right? I said, you know, I don't want you to do this perfect. Not at all. I said, what I want is perfect effort. That means when you get up in the morning, you say, today, I won't use. And then I'm going to utilize the help that I have every day or every minute of that day so I can get to the next day. You know, and God rest my brother. So that's how when we first got sober together, we had this thing, right? Like one day I'd call him up and I go, hey, Ted, did you use today? And he go, hell no. Did you? I go, <laughs> no, bro, not at all. But like tomorrow we're going to get loaded. And I said, go, all right. And then he would call me, Max, did you get loaded today? I go, no, bro, I forgot. And you go, I didn't either. 
So let's do it tomorrow. Uh, and we did that. We did that for like a year straight. We stayed sober that way. You know what I mean? And, you know, doing our thing. But, you know, having guys like you in my life, you know, and I, and I really want my audience to understand what you're saying when you talk about the work that we do. It's just focusing on what's important, getting rid of all that crazy stuff in our brains and just making it happen for that day. You know what I mean? Like you said, it could be just one step forward every day, small steps forward every day. But what else would you like to share with the audience? Like, because you always give value, bro. So that's, I was excited. So I was going to, you know, I was going to bring it for you. So I want the audience to really understand, like, he's not just a fitness coach. This guy will help you in every area of your life if you need it, because you just got to listen and pay attention. We'll talk about my book for a second here. So yeah, that's right. I was going to bring that up. But (laughs) since you brought it up first, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Listen to what Mark says. I wrote a book called Make Good Choices. You know, it started off as kind of a, just a funny thing that I would say when people would leave the gym. Every time you right as they're walking out the door, I just yell, make the choices. And everybody kind of laughs and, and waves or whatever. But it starts to seep into your head after a while. And I can't tell you how many clients are like, you know, I was out to, you know, having lunch and I wanted to eat this, but I heard in your head, make a choices. And, 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 I'm sure yeah. you got a good a couple of FUs on the way out of the door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you, Mark, whatever. Yeah. I get told I'm number one jump. a lot, <laughs> <laughs> right. but you know, it, it was, it, it was interesting how it kind of manifested itself. So I, you know, I write a lot for social media for years now, probably three years I've been doing what I call mindset Monday. So I write kind of a long motivational post of, you know, it's, it's stoicism. It's something from the Bible. It's a quote from a historical figure. It's something I read in a book and I started to realize, Oh, like I've been writing this book for a really long time. I just didn't know it. So I compiled, you know, 52 entries that have a journal prompt with them and created a book. The goal is that every Monday you open up the book, you read the passage, you answer the question and you really let it soak in. And there's books like the, there's daily devotional books. And I have lots of those that I, that I dive mm-hmm. into as well. But right. I think sometimes we consume too much at times and we lose some of the lessons. So I really wanted people to absorb whatever that lesson is that I'm trying to teach or that mindset shift and really think about how can they incorporate that into their life in that week. And then come back the next week to read the next one. Awesome. And man, the the response has just been like it's just blown me away. And you know, again, a lot of it is who you surround yourself with. So people that would actually appreciate it. But you know, I've had an I've had a social media audience for years, and and I've been coaching for so long, and so it, it's really been well received. And you know, over time, I, I hope that people really absorb the lessons that are in there and, and get the value that when I was putting it together, I'm like, I just, I want to change lives. Again, I want to make people better. And, and seeing it in people's hands that have no idea who I am, they just, you know, they, it was recommended from someone, from someone, from someone. And, I, you know, that, that's the type of stuff I love when it's, it's people, you know, three people removed from me that nice. they don't know me. They've never met me. They don't follow me. And they got my book in their hands and they're reading it. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And uh, it's cool to see people posting pictures of the book or, you know, you got my shirt on right now. I got the hat on right now. And just that's to right. see that stuff, it's, it's fun. And it's a positive message. And, you know, Lord knows the world needs more, you know, people trying to bring people together and not, not divide us. Exactly. Well, but that goes to your character and your integrity. I mean, 
I didn't wear this knowing you were going to wear your hat, but I did this because in honor of you and your book is next actually, because ever since I did the 75 hard, right? Like I got to be honest, I'm the worst in high school, junior high. I was the worst student ever. I barely graduated. Right. And then even when I went to college, I had a hard time reading the textbook, right? Like I always had to find the, you know, notes for dummies type thing, how I got through like, (laughs) Your organic whatever was like my statistics. Like when they said I had to take statistics, I almost like threw wanted to throw a tantrum and tell the counselor, like, I'm not my dad. I don't know how to do this math stuff, right? And I ended up failing it. I passed it the second time. So I've gotten into this reading thing that our whole group loved, you know, read 10 pages a day of something that's gonna, you know, that 75 hard that started that. So your book is next. I actually have to finish. I'm reading Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willenick and, and his friend. Good one. And because I ordered your book, so I had already started reading that. So yours is next. And I'm definitely looking forward to reading your book. I'm excited. So since we're fellow authors, right? And you know, I wrote a book. So here's some of the questions I'd yep. like to ask my guests, right? We're going to start with, you know, my book is Fearless Happiness, My Addiction, My Battles, My Recovery. So fearless, what does that mean to you? And how does that show up in your life every day? I think to me, fearless just means acting regardless. So, you know, there's only two fears that we're born with. It's the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Everything else is learned. And if you realize that, that all the other fears that we have are learned behavior, either from our experience or from someone else's experience, then I think it allows you to to act despite. You know, years ago, we were doing a Tough Mudder and they had an obstacle where you're 20 feet in the air, you're standing out on a plank and you got to jump in the water. And so, you know, it's pretty far. I mean, there's not very often in our lives we're that far up in the air jumping into something, right? And we had a couple of girls on our team that realized they were afraid of heights, not really up until that moment. So they get out there and they're like, "Uh uh-oh. And, you know, they stood up there and they, you know, they would start to go and back up and start to go and back up and, you know, everybody's cheering them on. And finally they did it. That to me represents what fearless really is. It's, You can feel the fear, but you're not defined by feelings. Like you're not fear. You're feeling it. You're not angry. You're experiencing anger. So when you shift that mindset of what an emotion actually is, you take the power away from it. So people people tend to give fear power. But when you go, okay, why am I fearful right now? Well, I'm just, I'm experiencing fear because of X, Y, Z. Now, what can I do about that? So you take the control back instead of giving it the control. That's my view on fearless and what that means. Awesome. That's, yeah, that goes back to like when I got sober, right? Like I had never been sober. So they're like, you're not going to be able to do anything. And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I would have some discussions with, like I have my sponsor, but I have, I have lots of mentors in that realm too. Right. And I remember talking to one of them and like, he stopped me and he's like, I was telling him, well, I feel this and I feel that, you know, I just actually was whining and he's like, Max, you know, excuse my language. Everybody's like, fuck your feelings. Just do the fucking work. <laughs> right. Right. Oh my God. I'm like, okay. And then when I heard that in this group, I'm like, I'm at home. Thank God. You know what I mean? Um, and you're right. Like I had extreme ways to overcome fear. Like I had a fear of heights. So way back when, when I was going through the fire Academy, the way they got rid of that, right. They fully extended a 35 foot ladder. They put two ropes on each thing. So there's four guys holding it straight up. 
Well, you had to climb to the very top, put your leg over the very top rung, lock in and lean back like as far as you could go. So not only you got to overcome that fear of heights, right? You got to put your trust in these four dudes that you don't really know that well. Right. And, um, so then I went to the extreme and I went skydiving twice, once at 13,000 feet. And then the second time at 18,000 feet, like those guys do the halo. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not afraid of heights anymore, but, but like you say, so basically the short version, right. Is like all of us do it every day. Right. We face our fears, the courage to face our fears, despite that fear. Yep. Yep. And, um, like guys like you help me with that every day, you know, like physically, like before this surgery, I used to have this weird fear, like I'm going to be walking down the road and all of a sudden my legs are going to lock out and I can't walk. Luckily I had guys like you just go do it. Just go do it. <laughs> and, uh, but, um, yeah, that's a, that's excellent. Right. Sometimes or who, what's the president? I'm not sure if it was one of our presidents. Oh, I think it was Theodore Roosevelt. Right. Only thing to fear is fear itself. And once we overcome that, I mean, it's straight to the top, right? Yeah. You might have some obstacles, but um, that's a great, a great definition. So what else I like to ask my guests is knowing that I put the Y in happiness, right? And I just had a guest, you know, they're like, yeah, I know you got it all the time. Like, Max, you spelled that wrong. No, there's a reason I did it, right? So knowing I put that Y in happiness, what does that mean to you? Like, what does happiness mean to you? And how does that show up for you in your life on a daily basis? You know, for me, for anyone that knows me, they would pretty much describe me as a happy person. And I like to describe it more as joy. I find that happiness a lot of times, like people are happy in the moment, but there's a lot of happy people that don't have joy in their life either. You know, to me, that joy is that deeper seated feeling, that, that deeper connection of self and understanding what you're worth in this world and, and your purpose that you're serving. You know, I love that you put the why in there because it, it's like, it makes you ask why, like, why, why is the why there, right? <laughs> right. So it gets people to think. And I say often, like most people don't think about what they think about at all. So anything like that, that triggers somebody to go, why is there a why in there? Why, why is it, why do you just, it's spelled wrong. There should be an I like, you know, so I love that because it draws attention to it. And to me, like if anybody's actually paying attention, then it's going to cause some internal dialogue to happen Absolutely. and hope, and hopefully that's a positive internal dialogue and not like, why right. am I not happy? Oh. Right. Right. And you're, and you're absolutely right. Like joy is the deeper seated feeling. Right. And, and why I put that in there was exactly what you said. Right. So when people see the why they're going to think, cause you know it and I know it, right. We've been doing this long enough. Mark can't make me happy. He can give me all the exercises and the perfect diet, diet in the world. I can try it all. But at the end of the day, if I'm not happy with myself, it's not going to work. So that happiness has to come from within. And what I tell like clients I work with and people ask me that question, I said, once you know that nothing outside of you can make you happy, that it has to come from with, within, that it starts with you, then you'll feel that, that deeper seated joy. And, you know, like you said, like when I wake up, it's like, like on some of my gratitude, like one of the first things I put is like, I'm grateful that I woke up and didn't come to, because I can tell you, Mark, many stories where I woke up and went, where the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> looking around, you know what I mean? Or looking and there I am at the Great Bar Motel going, how did, how did a nice guy like me get here again? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm glad that you said that. And that's what I, that was my, my hope was that it would cause that internal dialogue, not just like, well, Max doesn't know how to freaking spell, man. He spelled happiness <laughs> wrong, 
right? And and the people will get it, will get it, and the people that won't. But so that thank you for for saying that, right? Because it's not just about being happy, right? Because like you said, happiness can be fleeting. But once you really dig inside, like you've done that work, when you can look in the mirror and like that guy that's looking back at you, that's happiness right there. Yep. That's that joy, right? Because you know, I can tell you a story upon story where I didn't even look in the mirror for a long time because I wasn't happy with um, you know, but like now, like you said, the people I like to say not only that I've surrounded myself with that, you know, my higher power, my God has surrounded me with keeps me on that path to keep searching and and to keep being a better human being. And like Mark said in the beginning, if you heard him, it's like trying to leave someone better when then than when they met you. So when they walk away, they said, you know, wow, man. Like that was the first time when I talked to Mark, I was like, this dude's, he's the shit. You know what I mean? Like he really cares about people. And that's what I mean. Right. You know how some people you talk to him and you go, I don't want to talk to him again. You can, you get that. And um, so I really appreciate those answers. I really appreciate your time and, and coming on and doing the podcast. Before we leave, let the audience know, like if, if they want to work with you as a coach, as a fitness coach or whatever. Let them know where they can find you, Mark. And then let them know where they can find your book. Yeah, so um, you can go to Mark, M-A-R-C, the letter Z as in zebra, fitness, markzfitness.com. That's my website. Uh, You can find the book on Amazon, Make Good Choices. Just look it up. If you go to makegoodchoicesbook.com, I believe there's a link on there. And I got some freebies that come with the book. So you can put your info in there and you can get on my email list and I'll email you into uh, perpetuity. Uh, you can also, you can find me on Instagram at the fitness ninja. You can find me on Facebook at my name and I have the make America fit again, Facebook group. I would love for anyone to join that. It's a bunch of shenanigans and memes and, you know, I throw, I throw some good content in there, but mostly it's to like make fun of ourselves about health and fitness. (laughs) I don't know. It's fun. You know, everyone, everyone has a good time. So that's, uh, I I think that's all the, that's all the way you can send a smoke signal. I'll find that. (laughs) Right. You put the bat signal up with make good choices instead of a bat. I'll find that. Yeah. Hit me up. I'd love to help anyone that really needs the help. And, you know, I I really am on a mission to help as many people as I can in any way that I can. So whether it's health, fitness, mindset, business, or, you know, someone just needs to talk, like we're all just people, like I said before, we're all just people trying to do our best to, to live our best life. And, you know, obviously some people get dealt a little bit of worse hand than others. And if you need the help, reach out and we're here to help. Yeah. Take them up on that people. He means what he says and says what he means. So um, thank you, Mark. Any last thoughts you want to leave the, the audience with before we sign off? Take your passion wherever you go, spread joy and make good choices. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Mark. Everybody, like you said, you can find him on Facebook. He's got a group. I, I think even if you uh, do a search in the search bar, uh, the Ninja Fitness guy, Mark's <laughs> smiling face is going to pop up on any search. So great episode, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on. And um, I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.